Do you like Imagine Dragons? Well, imagine dragging yourself over to patreon.com slash bmfcast where you can get bonus podcasts from us, your friends at the Bad Movie Fiends. Check it out. Patreon.com slash bmfcast. This week on the BAMFCast, no one is as dumb as we appear to be. What stuff? We're stuff. All right, welcome to the BAMFCast. Hey, hey, BAMFCast. Episode 524. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Wow. The numbers, they are rising. Uh, so I'm Harlow. I'm BJ. I'm Chuck. Yeah. No, no Mackie this week. Yeah. But what we do each and every episode of this year's podcast is we go and we watch ourselves a quote-unquote movie. Bad movie. It's a, it's a quote-unquote movie. <laughs> you might call it a movie. I don't know. Whatever. I forgot, I forgot a word. Sure. It's a quote-unquote bad movie. Then we come in here and talk about it. Then they get ratings. Good bad movies. Enjoyable bad movies. They get one to five jocks and robot jocks. Robot jocks. Yay. However, there are bad bad movies that stay where they get negative sliding scale, one to five bags and giant bags of trash in which they belong. Ooh. Gross. Yeah. Uh, so we did kind of a semi-well-known movie this week uh, from the 80s. I mean, it's, I think it's more of a movie that... Uh, it, this is a cult movie. This is a cult, like, back in the day, like, true cult movie, not like, uh, you know, whatever. Like, yeah. People saying Big Lebowski is a cult movie. It's like, yeah, that's a cult no, movie, guys. Yeah, Everyone in the fuck fucking off. world has seen it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, this was like a true video store. Like, hey, have you seen this weird ass thing? Yeah. And you know, it, then they tell two friends and so on. Right. But yeah, this is the stuff from 1985. Larry Cohen's the stuff. Larry Cohen's Bamfcast owned Larry Cohen. Yeah, uh, yeah, he's done some stuff for the for the Bamfcast. Like, I mean. yeah. Q the like Wing the Serpent. Stuff. Yeah, he did. Um, he did Q the Wing Serpent and uh, uh, the ambulance. Oh, the ambulance yes. and Maniac Cop and mm-hmm. six other things. Right. Wrote a lot of stuff. Right, including the stuff. The stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, and uh, because it's Larry Cohen, it star- stars Michael Moriarty, mm-hmm. who uh, was in Q mm-hmm. and Troll. Okay. Not what? Troll the second. No. Troll the first. Troll. Troll. Troll where they were trying to make a movie and not trolling the audience. Yes. Right. Yeah. Andrea Markovici, she was in Space Hunter, Adventures in the Forbidden Zone. Oh. The Forbidden Zone. Okay. That movie. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Molly Ringwald movie. Yeah. And what's his face? Uh-huh. Uh, Garrett Morris from Santa with Muscles. <laughs> sure. That's how Forgot I always that movie. think about him. Well, it's the only time he's ever been on this show. Okay. Yes. Uh, uh, Paul Sorvino mm-hmm. from uh, the Bamfcast Extra movies, I, the Jury, and Dick Tracy. Mm-hmm. Uh, also starred with Michael Moriarty on Law and Order for a season or two. Okay. Uh, Danny Aiello from Hudson Hawk. <laughs> Talking airbags. <laughs> And uh, uh, Larry Cohen alum, James Dixon, who was in Q, Maniac Cop 1 and 2, and The Ambulance. The Ambulance. Uh, also, sneaky cameo by Abe Vigoda from Keaton Scott. <laughs> <laughs> is it a sneaky cameo? It is. I didn't know he was in this movie. No. Him and uh, Clara, I, Clara Peller. Peller, yeah. Mm-hmm. The where's, where's, the beef, where's the beef lady? She, she made some money. Yeah. Here. In the stuff. <laughs> the Where's the Beef Lady was an advertising campaign by Wendy's. Right. Yes. Wherein a lady was unsatisfied with her hamburger. Yes. yes all the and competitors' hamburgers were yes, too tiny. tiny. And and she demanded to know, where my skull at? Right. <laughs> yes. I mean, where's the beef? Uh-huh. Yeah. Hashtag weird beef. Yes. 
three years. She was a national sensation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She was all over the place. Yep. We had fridge magnets that said, where's the beef? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I had puffy stickers on my Trapper Keeper that said, where's the beef? <laughs> and then right after her her success, Dave Thomas himself was like, I guess I'll do the ads yeah. from now on. He's like, no, no 100-year-old lady is stealing my spotlight. Right. Dave fucking Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> Not of SCTV. No. Different. I'm and DFT over here. <laughs> so anyway, those are the alums of the stuff. Right. Uh, <laughs> this... They don't waste a lot of time. This movie starts. Just guy walks up to bubbling stuff out of the ground and immediately tastes it and is like, pretty good. Well, I mean, in the, look, I mean, this is a Larry Cohen movie, so don't expect a lot of like, I don't know, cohesion, I think was the right word you would usually say about his movies. They're a little kind of like choppy, hot choppy, you go from scene to scene and it's not real clear what happened in between but they appear a lot of connective tissue they appear to have found a bubbling pipeline of stuff coming out of the ground in alaska you know somewhere frozen somewhere snowy but Mm -hmm. then like they're they're mining it in midland georgia not somewhere that way they would be where they were right they do describe later (laughs) in the movie that's everywhere yeah yeah, that these things have popped up everywhere sure i just it's it's a it's a strange When all this movie's like filmed primarily in like you know the southeast area of the United States, it's strange for them to just be like, ah, we got to get a shot in the snow for this. That's they're gonna make it make less sense later. I don't know. It's just it's a little weird. That might have just been lighting. Could be. Like I'm not entirely sure that was snow. Well, no, they yeah. said snow several times in that opening sequence. Like, yeah. what are you like, eating there? Snow? And yeah. the guy's like, no, I'm not eating snow. I'm eating weird goo that bubbled up out of the ground. You idiot. Yeah. You know, my, fir- snow? my first instinct on finding a thing that I'm not sure what it is, is A, touch it, mm-hmm. B, smell it, and then C, just fucking eat it. Yeah. <laughs> like and this is like within 30 seconds yeah. of the movie starting. Like, I'm just like, he has know, already put it in his mouth. Yeah, it's it's like, you know, if you think the people in Prometheus are dumb, like, yes. here's this guy. This man <laughs> is just like, their touch, father. touch, touch, touch. <laughs> hmm, that smells odd. Yeah. And then, hmm, and then he calls his like? friend over and is like, here, yeah. eat this. Eat some of this stuff I found. Eat some of this goo from the ground yeah. off of my finger. And he's like, well, that is good. And then they just cut to the stuff as being marketed and sold and yeah, everyone loves it. Well, basically, yeah, there's just like for half a second, they're like, I wonder if there's enough of this we could sell it. And then, you know, it's a fucking global sensation mm-hmm. with jingles and runway models and like. I mean, like they already have like A and W root beer stores of this stuff, yeah, you yeah. know, like there there are tasty freezes that are yes. exclusively selling yeah. the yeah. stuff. Yeah, it's the food equivalent of the BIM. Mm. It has mm. taken over the world immediately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, but yeah, and then we spend a little bit of time with a you know ragged ass family in the suburbs with one kid who wakes up in the middle of the night and sees the stuff crawling across his fridge. Yeah, he uh, like, goes down to get like a yeah. snack, and he was reaching for the almost pizza and just knocked over the stuff instead. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But he sees it moving, and he's like, "Oh hell no!" And then his weirdo dad is like, "Hey, you fucker! Yeah, what are you doing up? Yeah, I, it's funny to like look back. What at, are you doing up? No, it just. <laughs> I know, like, I don't think life in general across the universe was like this, but like, you watch it movies in the seventies and eighties. It's like, why the fuck did you have children? Yeah. No, I mean, it's just like everyone is like fucking hates their kids oh, yeah, in yeah. 70s and 80s movies. Uh, this guy is just like, hey, yeah. y- you stupid shit. And, it's like, and you have two of them. Like, yeah. you know, this is the second one. Like, like you didn't like that first one, obviously. Right. Why did you try again? Yeah. I don't know. It's just, it's just such a weird dynamic where people were like, children are, are a nuisance and mm-hmm. treat them like that in all movies and TV. Was it a side effect of the stuff in this movie? Maybe. Mm, I don't know. I, I don't think so. I think this kid hated his dad already. Yeah. 
his dad hated him. Yeah. I mean, so. I even think there's like a weird off, like there's, there's a lot of ADR or weirdly captured lines that seem ad-libbed or yes. not properly recorded. Cause I swear there's even something that like this kid mentioned something like, I wish my dad would stop beating me like sort of offhandedly. Like, <laughs> no, I mean, I just mean there's a lot of like weird ADR or like I said, you know, Mike stuff where they were just capturing what seems like gibberish. And I swear this kid mentioned something about like that might you know I have no doubt probably this, the real kid I talking have, about his yeah, yeah, like, on screen dad. I just have no doubt this man was beating that child. I, yeah, I just mean it's like this is the not. kind of thing that this movie or his movies are like a lot where it's like, did I catch that yeah. weird subplot? Did he just say that? Like, yeah. And then it goes nowhere, you know. Yeah. It's it's weird because you kind at first you think this is going to be like a kid's adventure. Mm-hmm. Uh this kid is going to be like the main character and right. he's going to have to battle the stuff. And they kind of keep teasing that throughout the film and it never ever becomes well, that yeah, you even think, though the kid stays a character throughout sort of i mean you think he's going to be wesley crusher and everyone's addicted to the game and he's like <laughs> yeah, right he's yeah. the only one but he just becomes like a, a it becomes a thing to be in peril at right. times to rescue but uh so then there's rich business fucks on a boat and they're like oh man we can't figure out the stuff we should we want to steal the stuff and how do we, we can't reverse chemical engineer it uh, we got to get our spy, Mo, whatever his name is, Mo Rutherford. Mo Rutherford, who arrives via speedboat, and uh, he is Michael Moriarty, and he... who pretty much throughout the entire movie, if he's not you know doing a Fletch disguise type situation, he pretty much wears a a business suit with with cowboy black boots. brown cowboy boots. Like yeah. I mean, it's like mm-hmm. like a blue suit. It, yeah, I was gonna say it's not that it's like. You know, you, you can wear cowboy boots with a suit, I suppose, especially yeah. if you're from Texas. But I mean, it's like the, the clashing colors is what I'm pointing out. It's like, you know, he was brown. ahead of the curve because okay. every, everyone wears brown shoes with blue suits now. OK, yeah. so uh, Michael Moriarty is a weird dude. Like, that's just no kid. Michael, the actor Michael Moriarty is a weird dude. And that's why he gravitated towards doing a lot of Larry Cohen things, because Larry Cohen just let him be. Mm-hmm. And he bees like he's, yeah. he's yeah. all i think all i think that movie i think that is, is he, the he be yes. Yeah. i'm sorry um he's a weird dude and you can tell he's ad-libbing 30 percent of his dialogue uh is this in q the only opportunities of of unfiltered michael Moriarty? there no, are he's in, the in one of the it's alive movies the okay. larry cohen movie okay. um because I, I need more of this. Like, this is exactly my brand of weird. Like, it is. He's fun. Yeah. And half the fun of this movie is him. Like, yeah. if he was not the star of this film, it would not be He walks in his tolerable. first scene on the boat. Yes. He walks in and, like, just fucking owns the room. Oh, I mean, if you want to if you, if you, you call it a room, I mean, they're, you know, sure. they're, they're on a deck of a boat. But, yeah. I mean, he just walks in and is like, hey there, fellas. And, hey, you, you used to work for the FBI. Yeah. And, uh, fuck your dumb face. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, I know all about you because I l- last night where you were at the thing, I snuck in and put this <laughs> wire in your pocket. And he's like, "What, son of a bitch!" <laughs> yeah. And then everyone checks their pockets, like, "Did he bug me?" Oh no, good. Um, that's where he says the light. He's like, "Oh, you might not be as dumb as you look," <laughs> and he says, "Like nobody's as dumb as I have here." Yeah. Says it with this big grin on yeah. his face. Like, he's, uh, so basically, they are hiring him to to spy on this company to mm-hmm. get the formula for the stuff or figure out what's going on or whatever. Man, when he leaves this room, the guy who was giving him shit earlier was 
<laughs> says, oh, they, they've handed him a cashier's check. And he's like, oh, that's a good start. And he basically shoves it in this dude's face as he's going out. Mm-hmm. And then he just tells this guy, because the guy was needling him about being him in the FBI and getting fired. He's like, oh, hey, next time <laughs> next time you're at the FBI, give him a message for me. It just punches that man in the face. <laughs> Yep. That is such a cool way to leave a room. I wish it was legal. <laughs> do it all the time. <laughs> Just like, hey, say hi to your mom for me. Punch. <laughs> uh, yeah. But yeah, that that just sets the tone. Like, it, it it really does. Yeah, because he just. I mean, he, you're like, okay. It's funny. I mean, I, I'm joking. That I, I was joking about the Fletch wardrobe, but that's kind of how he is. A I little mean, bit. Yeah. He's just kind of like. Not not as extreme, like not no, wearing super disguises, but he right. will change his outfits. But I mean, and stuff it's just and, it, he, you know the, his undercover work works because he's just so confident about whatever yes. he's saying. He's yes. just like because he goes and recruits this PR lady. I don't really understand why, except we need a lady in this movie. But that's why it's it's the PR lady who made the stuff an overnight sensation, and they're shooting this like fashion shoot or some bullshit and, they're shooting a commercial. and he, just, he just walks in and is like hey i don't wait and i bet you're that's how where you got you know how you got where you are is you don't wait for things either and let's talk mm-hmm. he's basically like i want to buy your pr firm to sell you know my oil company or something and that we're not evil and she's like all right let's i'm gonna cancel all of my plans and we're going to dinner and now we're in love and it's, it's okay just, yeah. so this is weird 80s stuff yeah. oh, happening because yeah. like he is like i want to buy your your advertising firm and she's like she goes over to her assistant and she's like, check out this guy. Hold on my calls. Get me a dress. Cancel mm-hmm. my plans. And then she comes back and he's like, what, what's your favorite restaurant? <laughs> and she's like, your hotel room. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, fuck yeah, it is. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> so whatever. What do you mean, Chuck? Like that doesn't, these things don't happen to you all the time. I mean, to me, but yeah. like, you know, not like probably. Michael oh, they have you too. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, this shit happens constantly. Yeah, like, I, I just pretend I mean, I'm a, someone else. And I'm like, I knew that it didn't happen to everybody. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it happens. Apparently, it happens to us all the time. Okay. I mean, I, don't, I didn't know it happened to you guys too. Yeah, it did. I, I mean, I have never once had sex by telling the truth. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody has. Yeah. that that part is universal. <laughs> I make up this convoluted lie, and then and I stick to yeah, it. I stick to it, and I just commit, and, and then you the know, sex is made. Yeah, that, that's <laughs> and then you run. Right. Yeah, I'm not committing any kind of crimes or anything yeah, whatsoever. No, yeah. Goodbye, stranger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. Um, uh, none of that. None of that is true. Okay, just for the record. <laughs> oh, now wait a minute. Wait a minute. Yeah. You tried to sex us <laughs> by lying to us. Which lie is the? Are we, I can't go to bed with you. <laughs> so just stop lying. <laughs> Two truths and a lie, man. Uh, anyway, we're the truce, and the lie will be our love. <laughs> I don't like this anymore. <laughs> I'm kind of into it. Go yeah, on. Okay. Yeah, I was gonna say. Talk to BJ. I don't want to. No, no. You two go on. No, no, no. I don't want. I don't want. What's the matter? You're not feeling any tingles, Chuck? <laughs> <laughs> oh, turn off the tingle? cameras. Let's yeah. <laughs> turn off the cameras. Let's figure this out. No. Um. So they go to stuff headquarters. <laughs> yeah, stuffing, and uh, talk to Mister Stuff. And he's like, oh, I don't use the. I think he's Mister Big Stuff, actually. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know who he thinks he is. But, he's, yeah. yeah. Uh, he's just like, yeah, it's a great product, isn't it? I don't eat it but everyone else does and and i know who you are michael moriarty so why don't you come work for us here's a bunch of cash and he's like cool <laughs> so <laughs> sure i will yeah and uh then it's just some investigating uh somebody they he has like a lab that kind of is like his home headquarters that he periodically visits that has 
the stuff in all three of its forms because there's stuff that can be left on the counter. There's refrigerated stuff, and then there's frozen stuff. Okay, yeah. I think it's all the same stuff. Okay. It's just people prefer it in one yeah, of three sure. different temperatures. Right. It's just never particularly explained because no, it's like... It's know, everywhere. They have it sitting on the counter where they're doing experiments, and then, you know, like a fridge situation, and then like yeah. a frozen section, like yeah. Yeah. dry ice. I thought this was, was the lab of like the consortium of... Perhaps evil. I, I thought that's yeah. I thought it was the lab of the other ice cream makers. That, that's fine. I'm just saying, like he comes ba- comes back here sometimes to he be does. like a home hub because yeah. some assistant dude is just like, hey, check this out, chief, or yeah. whatever you know, <laughs> <Chief> Mo. <laughs> but he's just like, look, yeah. this kid also doesn't like the stuff. He's like, gotta find that kid. He's yeah. got a, he's got a funny little line. Oh, because we didn't even say the, the kid. Like you know, his whole family is basically like, you must eat this stuff. Right. But even before that, like he saw. Crawl in the fridge one time, and the very next day, oh, he's convinced. Like, no, fuck that! I yeah. have to destroy the stuff. Yeah, the next day he go, he full on Charlton Heston's. And it's like it's people, yeah. and it's like destroying all of it in the store. Well, he's he's in the grocery store, and there's just one kid in a shopping cart, just with his face in the stuff container, just mm-hmm. licking it. And he slaps it out of that child's hand, and the mom's like, "Hey!" And then this kid trips over a display, and then goes back and just starts destroying the stuff everywhere. Yeah. Like, well, because like again, they have it everywhere in the store. It's in like the yogurt section. Yep. It's in the, it's in the ice frozen cream fruits. Section. Yeah. It's just stocked up and, everywhere. Yeah, it's, it's just running along the freezer beams, yeah. like in a display thing, mm-hmm. into one of those big pot, you know, in cap yeah. displays. And it takes like three store employees <laughs> to tackle this child. He was passionate. Yeah. Um, that kid's got the stuff. Yeah, he's got the right moxie. stuff. <laughs> so uh, they go to the lab. They go to the lab. He discovers that there is a a place called Stater. Stater. Yeah, it's Georgia. one of those things where it's just like this, and the guy's like, "Yes," and then it's like, "Okay," and then yeah. they go there. It's I don't. Even, yeah, they go to some podunk town where it's like everyone's disappeared and. They're like they're, all that's there is well, a guy who runs a gas station and a guy who runs a post office. Yeah. Well, he also meets Chocolate Chip Charlie as opposed to Charles's Chips, which yes. was a real thing in in the eighties. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, and it's Garrett Morris, mm-hmm. uh, Banff Castle, and Garrett Morris. Yeah. Uh, who's this now deposed CEO of this yeah. billion dollar ch- ch- you know cookie f- company or whatever? Yeah. It's like they because stole they, my company. Yeah, they took it over and made it a stuff distribution thing, and I want to figure it out. And and they know each other from something. Uh, right, I think he no. just recognizes him. He's like, "Hey, no. you're you're Chocolate Chip Charlie." Yeah, Mike Moriarty oh. notices, recognizes him. Yeah. Gotcha. Garrett Morse is just like, "I think we're on the same mission. We are now teammates." <laughs> yeah, and this is like, isn't it weird? This whole town is deserted, and basically, like, they go to the post office. Well, the guy's weird at the gas station, but then they go to the post office. They go to the post like, office because Garrett Morris reveals that his all, all the mail's been forwarded. Yeah, yeah, the people on his board uh, had all their mail forwarded here, mm-hmm. and they want to know where it was going. Uh, so they go and bother the the, the guy in the post office who is just acting the shiftiest possible way you could be acting. <laughs> He's got a real weird way of answering questions. Uh-huh. His speaking style is strange. And then um, important to note, yeah. uh, chocolate chip Charlie's hands are registered lethal weapons. That's true. Yeah. He is a, he is a karate machine. He is. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Cause so they go in here and the clerk is like, Oh, excuse me, my stomach. I have to go to the bathroom. And he goes to the bathroom, but he keeps looking back at them real shifty eyed like, I hope they're not noticing this weird thing I'm about to do. And he goes in the bathroom and then stuff just explodes out of him and creeps out through the bathroom window. (laughs) It's just a big, like the blob, but white goo Mm -hmm. just becomes a 
solid form and, and at, really exits the scene. <laughs> yeah, I mean, other than like, oh, this is some weird town that's been taken over by the stuff. All they really get is that we need to go to Midland, Georgia. All this mail is yeah. going here, and then eventually, or also everybody in the town has moved there. Yes, uh, so we've got to go there, and yeah. that's pretty much like the final destination of this movie is like we got to get there, and you know. Kind I mean, of. He yeah. he does go back to the lab and the guy in the lab's like, hey, check out this front page story about this kid who knocked over a display at a grocery yeah, store. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, that kid's my kind of kid. I got to go get that kid. Yeah. He and Garrett Morris split up because he's like, you've got to go to Washington and tell the FBI and yeah. I'm going to go find. I'm going to go to Midland, and Georgia. And I'm going to find this kid and go to Midland. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. So then this is when the entire family is sitting around eating. Just <laughs> big dishes of the stuff well she brings out um like a like a crystal uh what'd that be i mean it's like a custard dish you yeah. know like i mean it's big like you would put i don't know yeah like a christmas pudding yeah. or something in there but i mean it's, it's like <laughs> yeah, it, 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 serving dish. yeah it's like a large pudding serving dish type <laughs> yes, thing for, if you're having a pudding party <laughs> yeah everyone dip your spoons in the community but it, it's just <laughs> they've got this in the center place of the table it's just full of stuff which it, you know yeah. i mean it's, it's just, the only thing they're eating it just looks like it's the consistency is somewhere between yogurt and like marshmallow fluff. Yeah, I mean that's what it is. It's yeah. just it's like, marshmallow fluff, fluff that moves. Basically, yeah. it's it's a little looser than that. Yeah. Basically, so I know the. I think I love that there are people listening to this who probably have no idea what marshmallow fluff is because that's they still sell it. And I mean, it it started off as very regional and and then sort of spread out. But I mean, I meant like other places in the world are probably like, what the fuck is oh, that? Yeah, because I mean like. The idea of like a spreadable marshmallow because that's what it is. Yeah, it's, just yeah. just think of like marshmallows but whipped. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's basically whipped marshmallow. Whipped. Yeah, yeah, but it's but, gross. Yes, by the way. Is. Uh, no, it's actually awesome. No, it's gross. It's awful because it's fake ass marshmallow bullshit, yeah. which is the worst. Have you ever? What, did you have like the fluff brand or did you have that craft knockoff bullshit? Because look, I just I say, do not. Know. I okay. honestly do the not. Craft knockoff bullshit is awful. I also don't like craft Jeff jet puffed marshmallows, uh, uh, so yeah. which are apparently the superior f- fake bullshitting ass marshmallow. Well, fluff and peanut butter is really good. The fluff and butter, oh. so good. I, I also like Bo- I also like Bosco. It. I mean, I, I have a weird like I New England's like or Northeast foods that I shouldn't know about. I yeah, like. you should you should <laughs> leave. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bosco, Jesus Bosco. Christ! You like Ovaltine too? Yeah. Oh. I, I do not like Nestle's Quick. Nestle's Quick is fucking what? disgusting. Oh, that's okay. God, I hate Nestle's Quick, but yeah, I like Yoo-Hoo. That's I like strange. you and Ovaltine. Okay, you like Yoo-Hoo. That's yeah, okay. I'm not. I'm just saying. I have weird exposure to like things that you were must have been and... exposed to the like the stuff or something. Yeah, I was. Know. Yeah. There, the thing that I the scene I think that got him to the town was that he goes to Danny Aiello's house mm-hmm. who works for the FDA and he's just questioning him about how did this get approved and it seems normal for a time Danny Aiello at except that he's like way too accommodating I mean it's not like he is hey, very who, like who are you he's just like oh let me get that information he's like for oh you want to talk about the stuff come right in yeah. here's some documents for you but the thing that makes this whole scene weird is that Dan- Danny Aiello has a dog and Michael Moriarty is all about this dog. He's like, holy shit, this dog's majestic. Tell me about this dog. How old is this dog? He's like, one-year-old. That's amazing. Look at this monster dog you have. And The dog is majestic. Yeah. It's a great day, and it's a big fucking yeah, dog. It's, a, it's yeah. a nice dog. Uh, Danny Aiello is just... Every time the dog like even looks at him, Danny Aiello is just like, well, just, just don't. <laughs> don't look at me, dog. Um, 
to where like BJ was like, is he afraid? Like legit, like, like the actor, like the actor is <laughs> yeah. afraid of the dog. But eventually, Michael Mar- Danny Aiello leaves the scene, and Michael Moriarty's like, "Hey, dog, why is your owner afraid of you? Come, come <laughs> with me in the kitchen. Let's get you something." Uh, Danny Aiello has confessed that both he and the dog eat the stuff, mm-hmm. and that's why it's okay because you know, obviously, it's that it's not medicine; it's just a dessert. So we approved it because whatever, it's the FDA, man. And I like, I like that. That's all they eat. Yes. Well, I just like that his version of what the FDA does is basically not check things out. Yeah. It's like give it to people and see if something bad happens. Yeah. Just like and taste it's like, it. No, I'm just like <laughs> that's the complete backwards way of. Yeah. It, I'm sure it actually works. I mean, they're like you're probably right. We can't. Why would we tell tell someone they can't sell it if nobody's allergic to it or yeah. anything? So we don't care what's in it. <laughs> like, uh, okay. He gives he gives Michael Moriarty some uh, non confidential documents, and he goes on his way. Uh, meanwhile, the dog is starting to get aggressive towards Danny Aiello, and then later in the night. <laughs> For some reason, they cut back to Danny Aiello, who's being menaced by the dog, and he hides under a tiny little end table, and this dog... So, in the close-ups of the dog, the dog is stuffing out, basically. Like, its mouth is opening wide, and stuff is coming out of its throat. But in the reverse shots of Danny Aiello, the dog is just like, I'm gonna give you kisses, Danny Aiello. You're a good boy. (laughs) So, it's real funny. Uh, But, apparently, the stuffed dog murders Danny Aiello. Yeah, it kind of Resident Evil's out a little bit. And... Yeah, the, the jaws unhinged yeah. and it's just folding back as stuff is mm-hmm. coming out of its throat. And then... The puppet's real bad. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. it's, oh, yeah. The real dog is real cute. Yes. Fair enough. Okay. Um, so anyway, that is Danny Aiello's scene in this film. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he gets licked to death. <laughs> well, he was listed as a special guest he star, was a right? special yeah. guest. Yeah. Which is always a strange credit in a movie. It's yeah, like, it's like, it's like got, everyone's, only one of these. <laughs> everyone's a guest in the movie because yeah, you're not... None of you are permanent. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> all of you are yeah. only appearing in this one film. Sir, only appearing in this one movie. Yeah. yeah. Yes, it's weird. I've never understood it. It must be some weird yeah. Actors Guild thing where it's like, I'm the special guest. <laughs> like, well, fuck you. Um, so anyway, that, that's how that whole ball got rolling. Um the the kid has is being menaced by his family. They give him some stuff and say, "Go upstairs and eat your stuff." And he's like, "Whatever." Actually, oh, I I want to back up for a second. What the hell had Danny Aiello done to be known for anything when this movie came out? Because like, do the right thing hadn't come out. Nothing had come out. Like, uh, that Jackie Chan movie he was in was out. The Protector. Okay. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's I, I'm trying to think. Like, I mean, I'm pretty know, sure. I, he was I feel a... like I feel like do the right thing is like one of the first times people were like, "Hey, Danny Aiello," or oh, he was or in... Hudson Hawk, or you know, like things that were. I mean, maybe, later he, 80s. maybe he was famous New York actor. Okay, was, I don't. I mean, like, I oh, could I could be missing stage. some you know famous role of his that I don't know, but I just I feel like all the things he's really known for were a couple I'm years later. Trying to think of like when the first time like people would have been like, "Oh yeah, Danny Aiello." Um, oh yeah, he was working a lot. Okay. Oh, yeah, he was working a lot. All right, all right. Fine. <laughs> so, I mean, he was in The Godfather Part Two, for God's sake, so. Oh, for um, Godfather's sakes. Yes. Jesus, how young would he have been then? <laughs> would, yeah, I don't know. That, he was always middle-aged. Danny uh, Aiello oh, was okay. always 45 years old. <laughs> well, I just mean, that's like 74, I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, I mean, like the same year, 1985, he was in The Stuff, and he was in The Purple Rose of Cairo, which uh, is, you know, <laughs> okay, at the time, a fairly acclaimed Woody Allen film. Uh, you know, he was in Once Upon a Time in America the year before. The- oh, fuck yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. So. Yep, that's that's kind of a big deal. Doing a lot of stuff. Working with Bertolucci will yeah. do that. Yeah. Um, or no, it's Leone. Yeah, Sorry. Leone did 
that. I'm thinking of 1900, the other movie that's very long and about early America. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, the the kid has been given the stuff and told to go to his room and eat the stuff. He goes into the bathroom, flushes it down the toilet. The stuff fights back, mm-hmm. tries to get out of the toilet, doesn't work. He then fills the stuff container with shaving cream. And you're like, what's your end game, kid? So he comes downstairs and he's like, hmm, this stuff is delicious. And he's just eating shaving cream. And you're like, how long are you going to be able to do that, child? And he just keeps doing About it. About four bites. Yeah. And then he's just like, he just basically flips the table and runs out of the room. He's just like, fuck y'all. It's a weird tactic. Like, why? I don't know why just like not having it in the can. Like, you know, like, I don't know. This is delicious, I Dad. Know. I love it. Anyway, bye. But man, Dad violently sticks two fingers into his container of stuff and puts it in his mouth and is just like, you son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, they chase him outside. Michael Moriarty shows up and is like, I saw it move too. get in the car. And it's like, wait, that detail. How did you get that particular? Was that in the, it was in the news story? I it had to have been. I don't know. Yeah. But uh, yeah, he steals the kid. And yeah, that's just what, a pro tip, everybody. If you just speed up and say like free candy, all rush, <laughs> rush like kids will just be like, oh, OK, don't give. No, that's a bad tip. No, <laughs> do not do that. Well, I just I'm, I'm pointing out the fact that like, you know, I mean, tell your children that could happen okay. not to do it. <laughs> I just mean it's like, oh, let me forget all the stranger danger things I was probably taught just because this guy hurriedly. Hey, look, I mean, look, he was being, family he, was. Yes, yeah, so I was going to say his, his zombie stuffed family was. Yeah. The stuffies? Is that what they call stuffies. them? Stuffies. That's what yeah. Michael Moriarty started calling them. Yeah. These stuffies. I guess it was like zombie, but yeah. They've yeah. been turned into stuffies. Uh, that is the last time that child sees his family. Uh-huh. He's later told that they are dead. Right. And I guess he belongs to Michael Moriarty now. Uh, yeah, so from there they go to Georgia. Uh, they get on a private plane. <laughs> Fly to Georgia. Yeah, it was... What time did it leave? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's a train. Sorry, not a plane. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they fly to Georgia. Georgia in this film is played by New York, <laughs> as are all the scenes. Every, yeah, I was going to say, everything <laughs> is played by New York in yeah. this. Um, so they get to New York, and it's just like, let's go check out the refinery, see what's going on there. We'll take a tour. Mm-hmm. We're totally not suspicious. We're here just to, you know. Well, she keeps using her, like, oh, I'm PR lady, yeah. Madison Avenue And this lady. is my male secretary. <laughs> I'm a mad woman. Is he the secretary of her mail, or is... He's a man. He's a man who yeah. is a secretary. secretary. Right. Uh, you had yeah. to explain, like, this right. is weird, right? But he's a dude, yeah. and he's a secretary. It's 1985, yeah. so this is very strange. Yes, he's a male nurse. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? <laughs> that doesn't happen. So they're taking this factory tour, and she's leading the chart. She's asking all the questions. He is in the background with, like, this blonde worker on his arm while he is just randomly just taking photos <laughs> and grinning like an idiot. <laughs> like, not at all being sly about what he's doing. Um, and he keeps, like, he keeps getting in the guy's face who's giving the tour and making motions for him to smile. <laughs> it's just this weird bit of background business that he's doing for <laughs> some reason. It's real good. Um the the other thing, okay, the, the two things I really appreciate about this movie, one is Michael Moriarty's performance. The other is how they have created a convincing distribution system for this stuff. Like they have convincingly put it into a factory to where it is being squirted out into cups and it's in giant vats. It, it is a believable situation. Oh, yeah. I, that I, this I, product is being put I, out. I will give you that. I mean, in, you know, in alien takeover movies, this is a pretty solid plan. Cause mm-hmm. I mean, they, it takes over 
the heads of these like multi conglomerate type, you know, businesses things, right. you know, with quarries and stuff. I mean, literally like the stuff factory is like something quarry and it's like scratched out and it says <laughs> yeah. stuff. I mean, it's just yeah. like they took over these people that like have facilities and mm-hmm. taker trucks and things that can move this and not yeah. make it look like it's not bubbling out of the ground. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's sly, you know, yes. it's slick. Um, by the way, they left the child on the plane because the child was sleeping. Uh-huh. And they tell the pilot, uh, if it's 3 o'clock and this kid is still asleep, you take this <laughs> take this child to the Savannah airport and wait why. further instructions. I guess I feel like Savannah is one of the names. It's just a city that or a town that sounds like nothing bad could happen there. No, you'd be fine. <laughs> just go to Savannah. It's safe. Well, I, just, I, just, I think it's just... Like, I feel like that's its mystique in movies and stuff. Is It just sounds like a place you can't possibly be hurt. Yeah, nothing bad ever happens <laughs> in Savannah. You go there... I mean, not as, as opposed to the actual Savannah, where it's full of fucking lions and rhinos and shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. You know, my brain clicked off for a second there, and I was like, Savannah doesn't have rhino- like lions and rhinos. Well, just, what the know, fuck is he talking about? Yes, I know you meant the, the Savannah yeah. in Africa, <laughs> but my brain was not on the same page with you. Well, I, I just, it sounds like such a safe place, but it's named after a place that's full of things that will murder you. It's super yes. dangerous. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the uh, people have come for some reason to fill the plane up with stuff. And so the kid's like, what? And he sneaks out the back door of the plane, which, okay, and uh, runs off and uh, ends up in a tanker truck inside. Yeah, he just, well, first he wanders into a cave, and you're like, okay, I guess you live here now. And then he just, and then he just wanders and finds the factory. Yeah, and goes through the cave and comes out the other side, and there's the factory. Mm -hmm. Um, And he gets inside an open tanker truck and, of course, gets shut in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, an empty and, one yeah. yeah and he will roll around in, in there for a while he's not yet in danger of other, no. that's gonna happen because well, that's they, way down the they line. take these empty taker trucks out to the stuff pit and fill them up and then take them back to the factory yeah, but that's like a day later oh yeah i know i'm just saying that's that's what their game is is that yes. they they go they extract this out of the ground take it back to the factory so it looks like they made it yeah and then you know yeah that's their that's their trick mm-hmm. and this kid's just in the empty taker truck rolling around yeah but, um, um they Actually, I think it's about the time he gets in the tanker truck. He gets in the truck around the time they're in well, a hotel the, room. Yeah, well, they're... Oh, they, that's right. The the stuff comes out of the mattress and tries to eat them. And then they're like, we're going back to that fucking factory. Okay, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not dropping that one scene with that one line. I'm just saying, then they go back to the factory, and that leads them to follow the trucks out to the stuff pit. But they... Okay, first of all, first of all, they have adjoining. They have two rooms. Well, when they check in, but they're totally fucking. Like, I mean, yeah, they did. <laughs> I don't understand this. this. Is like part of the cover. But and... when they check in, they are very obviously just like, it's a good thing we got adjoining rooms because this lady won't shut the fuck up. Am I right, lady? Ha ha. Anyway, let's go to our rooms, and then it just cuts to them sleeping together in uh, the same no, bed. No, hold on. I want to. I want to finish his speech because oh, right because he's not <laughs> he being. Does, he's yeah. not being like you make it sound like he's trying to make it sound like they are not sleeping, and he's doing everything loudly to make it clear that they are fucking. Because he's like, she won't, you know, wants me to take her dictation at all hours of the night, and then she helps me with my hunting and pecker, <laughs> or hunter and pecker. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like I, I know what you're saying about typing, but you, know, you just said pecker, and it's pretty obvious mm-hmm. you're talking about your dick. Pretty obvious. Oh, oh, oh yeah, wiener. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so they are laying in bed. He's reading the files, and she's sort of asleep, but then like wakes up long enough to crack her neck. And he gives her a look like, oh. 
the fuck? <laughs> well, she's she's having cat dreams because no, I'm just saying because she's over there. She's just like you know, like pawing at the air, and then wakes up and is like, oh, let me, yeah. you know, like I'm a fucking professional wrestler about to yeah, get yes. into the ring just it, to, you know, like it's got that real bundle of yeah. celery being snapped in half. So. Yeah. But he she was looks just, over at her like. What the hell? But, but yeah, but I mean, like I said, she, first she's just clawing at the air at nothing and then wakes up long enough to yeah. crack her neck. And then he's like, what the hell? And anyway, back to I'm watching boxing slash reading this report. And uh-huh. then the stuff just started exploding out of the pillow. It, and, it starts oozing out of the pillow a little bit yeah. until like a gloved stuff hand comes out and just slaps Michael Moriarty across the face. Mm-hmm. It's so good. It is just the dumbest. Like you got Stay Puft Marshmallow Man across the face. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so now he has stuff on his face, and he's like, <laughs> and she's like, "I'll save you," and goes and gets an oil. Lamp. Put the candle back. <laughs> well, she's like pulling on it, and he's like, yeah. so she goes and gets an oil lamp and dumps it on his face. Oil can, and then just looks at it like. Well, I guess I gotta set this <laughs> yeah. on fire. So she lights it. Oh no, she announces before oh, that yeah. she's, she's gonna set it on fire. Yeah, <laughs> yes. I am now taking the butane <laughs> lamp, pouring it on your face, and I will now set it on fire. Um, this works, uh, but also the room is now on fire, <laughs> and the stuff is on fire. The room is on fire. Mm-hmm. Then a man with stuff inside him has come into the room and is attacking them. He comes from the adjoining room, I yeah, believe. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Maybe he was in there trying to murder one of them. Maybe he was they... like, "Hey, what the hell." <laughs> So he comes in and then gets stuck in the stuff. The stuff is now like pouring out of the bed onto the wall. I'm pretty sure they've made a gimbaled room. They did. Because like he is, they are stationary in like one side of the room while this room is turning around so that this guy can, you know, Friday or Nightmare on Elm Street up the wall. I I believe they said in the, in the probably lying IMDb trivia that it was the same room. Yeah. Oh, from Nightmare on Elm Street. Like the same set. Yeah. Okay. There you go. So I'm glad I made that reference. Yes. (laughs) Very good. Look at you. Thanks. I was trying to remember what movie they said it was yeah. in. And then... It looks rad. Twin Powers. Like, this is oh, yeah, super cool. Uh, especially because they they do have the people standing right off the side of the bed with the bed on fire and the, and the stuff pouring out of the bed into the upper corner of the room. Right. It just looks really cool. The weird thing about it, though, is that the, because the movie is so choppy, yeah. you really don't get a good sense of the chaos that's happening. It's just like, mm-hmm. and then this, and then this, and then they run out of the room, and the room is on fire, and they're like, well, that happened. <laughs> okay, and then 20 <laughs> minutes later, there's a line where he's, oh, he, not even that, it's actually much sooner, but he has saved one bag. He's grabbed a bag. He ran back in the room, grabbed a bag, and yeah. ran out, and... Anyway, this is what they're like, fuck, we just got attacked by the stuff in our hotel room. We're going back to the factory and break in and see what's going on. And they they steal a pickup truck, I think. They do. Yeah, they go to the office and they steal that dude's pickup truck. Um, And then uh, are riding out there and then decide to stop because the thing, you know, it's this like ancient Chevy pickup truck and it's just clunky and making noise. They're like, we gotta stop. Yeah, this thing's too loud. And then they see all the empty tinker trucks rolling out like three in the morning and they're like, odd time to be doing deliveries. And he's like, not unless you're trying to hide something. Let's follow him. So that's how they get out to the, the stuff pit. Right. And they see the stuff pit, mm-hmm. and it's a big pit of the stuff. And he, he says, like, the only way I can prove that they're mining this out of the ground is if I steal one of these trucks. And it's like, you're at the Close Encounters set. Whip out that fucking camera you had earlier and take a picture of all the dudes and the lights and the taker trucks that in are the room. pumping it out. Oh. Up. Okay, fine. <laughs> I guess, I, you know, I, I think this is like part of the modern day... My, my, my brain... Is like I, I think it's why I was having trouble going back to the X Files because like 
they have cell phones when when they decide that they want to use them in that. But that they, you know, always go somewhere there's no signal, oh, yeah, and it's like, you know, and it's just like my brain is like, pull out your fucking phone and take a picture. <laughs> it's like, not 1985. Sorry, no, yeah, nope. Anyway, but yeah, um, yeah. So they they see the stuff pit, stuff bubbling and yeah, emerging from the stuff pit. Um, he dons the <laughs> yeah the the, worker the, suit. The bag he saved yeah. was like a hazmat suit that they exactly be that happens to be the same kind they have. Right. I don't know how, but. He just had As it. She, she offhandedly is like, oh, good, you saved that, not my handbag. Yeah, <laughs> Thank thanks. you. He goes he goes to blend in with the crowd and is immediately spotted by the guy who gave him the tour. So he goes and hides behind a truck and waits for that guy to follow him. And then there's just these off-screen fisticuffs. He gives him, it's the old Indiana Jones. Like, just, it's very simple to get, lure someone behind a thing and just, Ugh. Yeah. And then just walks back out like, well, took care of that. No one else here knows well, me. Like everyone's wearing these yellow, you know, they have like yellow hazmat slash costumes things on whatever uh, jumpsuits. But mm-hmm. this one dude, like everyone has some have people have yellow hats, but he has a yellow hard hat. And I think it's funny because he like takes that from him and you're like, that'll help you hide. Except he just hangs it on the hood ornament on the Mack truck. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't take him with it. No. But, so it's, it's, it's just he just took out that dude just to, so that he wouldn't be recognized. But then wanders around and finds happens to find the. The truck with Jason in it, the kid. Well, because they've started filling yeah. his tanker truck with this stuff, right? And uh, he, he's kind of, sort of, he's sort of like Lieutenant Danning at this point. He's like, "All right, you're fucking here. Come at me, man!" Like, it's like, yeah, just yeah. what are you waiting for? It really is. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm in your head. You're in my head. <laughs> yeah. You killed my family. Yeah. Come on, stuff. And <laughs> so Michael Moriarty is just kind of standing there, and he hears these like. Jason, <laughs> what are you doing in there? <laughs> Get out of there! <laughs> Um, no, he doesn't. I mean, that's the thing. He's like, he's in there fighting. You know, the kid is in there fighting with the stuff. Yeah. He goes through with his plan of stealing the truck. Yeah, he just steals with, the truck with this kid in the back of it yeah. with the stuff. Yeah. And it's like, it's like, hang on. Don't you think that would be sloshing all around on, nah. on him? Nah. Uh, whatever. It, it doesn't. <laughs> no. they, they get it all the way back out to where the truck is. Meanwhile, uh, they, it, he told her, go back to the truck. Wait for me there. Some random dude waited in the truck for her, though. Because like she went back to the it's truck. It's the guy from the post office. Is it? Okay. He is shown back up because he's like, blah. Yeah, he just explodes out of the truck and yeah. is like, ah, and she has to. She pushes him off and then they roll up in the tanker truck and roll over his legs and he explodes. Yeah, his head explodes. <laughs> like, yeah. like almost like it was like a pressure thing. Yes. Like, you know, like he's a water balloon. Yeah, he popped and yeah. the stuff popped out of him and she's like, oh God. Yeah. <laughs> she, she full on rigor mortises up to, to like Michael Murray has to like pick her up and she's in like a claw phase like he's like alright you come with me now and she's just like she's oh like, god that thing happened and I can't he's like come on she only acts with her hands yeah. just get in the truck <laughs> well she's wearing like this weird Marilyn Monroe dress the entire time yeah it's, like, it's the most so inappropriate thing to fight the stuff in. Yeah, it really is <laughs> shouldn't she be wearing a jumpsuit like your friend Michael yeah. Moriarty I don't know if she could fight dinosaurs <laughs> she's yeah. trying to keep up appearances okay yeah fair enough uh, so yeah, they roll off and, uh, there's some half-hearted attempts, like occasionally a guard will come out and go, no, stop. And they're just like, nah, <laughs> and they will drive through whatever cheap ass barricade is there. Oh, also we didn't even mention while, while he was still undercover, he strapped some C4 to his boots yeah. before he walked in he and we're some, like ankle bombs on yeah. and you're like, what are you about to do? Yeah. I was like, is he going to like wade into the stuff? <laughs> That's what I thought. Yeah. I thought he was just going to like, well, yeah. <laughs> time to blow up the stuff. Yeah. But no, he, he puts it on some rocks and then yeah. he as after he steals the truck, he yeah. remote detonates it and it the rocks. It, it, it appears stuff. to cover the entire quarry slash stuff pit. So yes. uh, 
At the very least, it has tainted the, the purity of the, the stuff. The, the stufferous pit. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So uh, they roll out of there and they get away for a little bit until they get pulled over by a cop uh-huh. because they are dragging a hose. <laughs> and they get out of this by everyone. He, the, the cop makes everyone get out of the truck and the kid and the lady are like, hey, I don't think they were going to he was going to do anything except you should probably go and hook that except Michael Moriarty couldn't stop being Michael Moriarty because the cops like, hey, did you know you have a hose dragon behind you? And Michael Moriarty sort of looks behind him. He's like, what are you going to do? Arrest me for indecent exposure. He's like, pulls his gun. He's like, get the fuck out of the truck. Get the fuck out of this truck. (laughs) The right response. Yeah. There was a a brief bit as they were driving along where Michael Moriarty was kind of skeedily bopping to himself (laughs) (laughs) for half a second. There's also like three scenes where there's a piano behind him and I'm like, turn around, dude. (laughs) It's right there. Do your thing. Uh, So uh, the the kid and the lady are like, hey, uh, it looks like some stuff leaked out. Yeah, I'm really hungry. We should go check it out. So hungry, aren't you? you You should eat. You want to eat every hour, right? And they just go back there and start pretending to eat stuff. Like, mm, so good. Oh, I just also mentioned that they were pulled over on in route to Atlanta yeah. because, as we pointed out while the movie is happening, there are several points throughout this that Michael Moriarty or company will just have some rather large leaps of logic. Yes. Uh, because he's basically like, well, the cops were there at the place where they were pumping out the stuff. So they've probably taken over every small town at this right. point. The only place we can be safe where they don't have a hundred percent takeover rate is large cities. It's a big town, so because they there's one point where they just like barrel through some small town. He's like, "Nah, it's probably not safe." Yeah, the kid was like, "It's a town." He's yeah. like, "Not here." Because yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, so logic, logic, logic. But yes, yeah, <laughs> they they get pulled over by this cop, assuming he's a stuffy, right? You know, so which he is, he is. But uh, but they they basically just like go back to and are like eating the stuff off the ground from yeah. the hose. Or, well, the kid and the lady are yeah. pretending to but then he gets down on the ground to start eating the stuff and he just gets kirk double axe handled to the back of the head <laughs> and they're like okay come on yep. so uh it's also that's another strange thing is uh the stuffies seem to have various viscosity of skin <laughs> mm-hmm. because some of them it's like you poke them and they just crumple like a like they're made of paper mache on and the occasion other... they will just uh, just punch through someone's right. head yeah like <laughs> inadvertently or yeah. you know i think that depends on how House. how long somebody's been stuffing mm. yeah I how see. much of their insides has been replaced by yeah. stuff right so actually it's more you're more empty on the inside the more stuff you have yeah like yes you have less stuff that's the message of the yes, movie it yeah. is mm. think about it oh i see this is <laughs> this is an anti-materialism thing. yes okay. yeah anti-consumerism yes really. huh but then how does Paul Sordino fit, fit into that? Because well, I forgot okay. about the, the, the fourth act of this movie. Yeah, so they, they don't drive to a big city, actually. They drive to a castle in the middle of fucking nowhere. Mm-hmm. And Michael Moriarty is like, I know this guy. He doesn't know me, but I know him, and he's going to help us. And they <laughs> he gets out. He parks, like, way far away from this thing and yeah, gets yeah. out, starts walking towards it, and all of a sudden, all these guys in fatigues pop up. And you're like, what is is this like a secret army base? No, it's worse. Uh, he goes up and he starts talking to Paul Sorvino, who is uh, addressed as a colonel. Um, and he just immediately says, well, you don't know me, but I was in the FBI and uh, I have tape of you in a hotel room with a 17 year old black girl. And you're like, well, is that what he said? Yes, that's exactly what he said. Oh, OK, and, I missed that, too. Yeah. Yikes. And I was like, well, that's a very odd detail to open with what are we doing here and then it you quickly go ah shit is this like a fucking white supremacist militia shit 
it's exactly what it is. It's it's a it's a militia bullshit thing. Yeah, but also it's like he's also um fuck, I forgot his name. It from Doctor Strange Love, the Yes. Uh the one who starts the whole shit. I mean, right. basically like there's fluorides in the water yes. and communists and blah 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 and he's he's doing all that shit. Fucking too. Art Bell. He's yeah. he's a crazy person. He's just, you know, every conspiracy theory in the Russians, they're all doing it and God bless America. Wait, was Art save. Bell racist? No, he was crazy. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, right, that's fine. I didn't necessarily mean, you know. All right. I, well, I, mean, just had to check. I mean, unfortunately, too many times there's a crossover. I mean, sure. Yeah. yeah. I think it's just that's hard to, to tell check. The, the good crazy people from yeah. the bad. Yeah. I like, mean, Art Bell was fun crazy. Yeah. As long as he wasn't a racist. Right. Sure. I, I believe he, he was more aliens and that okay. kind of thing. I mean, uh, I think it's if, if you're if you're prone to believe a us them bullshit conspiracy thing, you're prone to draw lines for other stupid reasons be it, maybe you know being you're going to be racist or anti-semitic or whatever you know it's it's probably going to happen because mm-hmm. you know that's what happens when you start us and them and everything you know yeah. <laughs> unless yeah. you're you know us Earth unless you're beings. singing pink floyd songs i mean you yeah. know like uh, <laughs> it's about the only time that it's yeah. acceptable to do that all but the time. good to know art bell's probably not i believe probably wasn't a racist if i'm not mistaken don't hold me to no, that. like now i gotta look it up okay, okay. go ahead go, go to <laughs> just, is he problematic.com is that really a thing? it should be a thing no i, I just i was thinking I just of do, starting that because... i just do celebrity name problematic okay yeah yes there, there should be that it should be like does the dog die.com <laughs> because i i before i'm like this celebrity is neat i want to make sure like oh no they're a rapist that's bad um so <laughs> So, man, did you guys hear about this Roman Polanski? <laughs> I just saw one of his movies the other day. It's really good. Yeah. There's nothing bad about him, right? I mean, no, listen. Uh, <laughs> everybody loves milkshake duck. The duck that drinks milkshakes. Five minutes later, we regret to inform you the yeah. milkshake duck is racist. Yes. So what did you find out about Mr. I think Bell? I think Art Bell's clean. Okay. Thank God. And dead. but <laughs> clean, clean and dead. Yeah. <laughs> so basically, he explains to Paul Sorvino, look. The stuff, it's killing people. It's eating them up on the inside, and it's going to ruin America. And he's like, no one's ruined America on my watch, commie bastards. <laughs> and uh, they roll out. They roll out to the facility. and They, it's, they basically, well, yeah, I guess they, they do go take over the place first because yeah. they find all the empty husks and everything. Yes. But yeah. Yeah, they go there first, and it's it's, like, it's, it's it's a bunch of bullshit hut 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 into like basically empty rooms. I mean, they they pretty they much. shoot like one or two security guards that are left over, but it's mostly like everyone's dead. There's some stuff in the building that is chasing the kid and the lady around mm-hmm. at one point, um, but yeah, they they just they just basically blow this place up, and then they're like, okay, we're going. To, we got to get the message out. Let's go to the big city and uh, take over a TV studio. Yeah, they uh. They fly somewhere and land, and there's an army of taxi cabs waiting for them. And there's this cab driver who says, what is this, World War Three? And Paul Sorvino says, I don't want to hear any more of your liberal. He's like, he's like, take us to like, you know, third in Maine or whatever. And I don't want to hear any more of your liberal, liberal bullshit. Yeah. It's like, what? <laughs> so, I mean, I mean, if you if you base that now that I know. Yeah. What I know about his character and the rest of what was going on. Right. When Garrett Morris shows up later. Yeah. Now I understand. Right. Liberal was code for you're black. Yes. But like I didn't. Right. Re- I wasn't picking that up as I was watching. No. The movie at the time we're like, what? Yeah. Was it were the words World War Three a liberal agenda? I don't remember that. <laughs> I was alive. No, um, man. The commie agenda is that the world war ever stopped and that there's a number. It's right. it's ever it's ever going. It's still going. Yeah. We're still in World War One, the first one. 
Man, I love they storm this place and Paul Sorvino is just trying to hype this kid up. Like, aren't we great? Americans have never lost a war. And the kid's like, what about, what about Nam? And he's like, we lost that war at home, son. <laughs> that's, that's the thing. Like, okay. Though he may be a whatever, you know, racist militia dude or yeah. whatever. Paul Sorvino entering Paul Sorvino, the human. I'm not his character. I'm not in any way disparaging the late Paul Sorvino, as I believe he's also dead. Um, uh, but I don't oh, but he, he was a racist, so it's okay. Is he not? I, I thought don't he know. Did. I, I, I thought he died recently. <laughs> Danny Aiello died recently. Okay, well, I could be wrong. If he's if he's alive, God bless. Um, <laughs> but no, like, uh, no, sure. I, I'm saying like my my point. Paul Sorvino's still with us. Okay, great. Uh, <laughs> like him entering in the movie as as an actor makes as much crazy bounce off uh, Michael Moriarty like mm-hmm. as soon as he enters the movie because mm-hmm. it's like he is he has also been given the do whatever asides in the script too because yeah I mean like everything he says and does with the kid is just like oorah America fuck yeah yep. but you know obviously with a weird fucking broken tinge uh, <laughs> going on there but uh, yes. uh, but yeah I mean it's just I'm saying like him entering into this movie like adds even more craziness to it it's it's fun I guess there's a weird side to it that I didn't catch. But mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, I, I clearly caught it when yeah. Garrett Morris showed up, but and I don't. Yeah. You're not quite sure up until the point Garrett Morris shows up, how, what Paul Sorvino's brand of crazy is. I it, thought it was just like a just right wing pro America. I thought it was just a militia. Like, you know, I mean more like, ah, we all just left at the same time. Cause this guy had two extreme of an ideas for yeah. the army. You yeah. know, like he actually was in the army, blah, blah, blah. And you know, like, you know, he curtsed out basically. Yeah. yeah. God, there's this there's a scene when they're just on the plane or in the cab where he is just like, hey, PR lady, listen, nobody likes me. Uh, <laughs> could you make them like me? <laughs> She's like, yeah, maybe. I don't know. Whatever. I think we it's just bigger- a weird thing. Like where Mark, Michael Barrera is just sitting there like all gobsmacked. just like, oh, man, she can totally redo your image. That's no problem at all. It's just what is happening? Like- I know. It's so weird. <laughs> they were just like, we need something here yeah. to break up the transition from point A to point B. Listen, lady, people hate me. They've always hated me. They like them twig boys and <laughs> fruity liberals. <laughs> Come on, make them like me. She's like, we'll see. We got we got to do this thing first. So they take over this podunk radio station. Um, <laughs> so, man, they all pour out of these cabs and they all huddle up outside the radio station. And he calls them to attention and then says, you know, like, all right. <laughs> Give him all ten percent tip. And get a cash receipt. It's like what? Yep. <laughs> you weirdo. Um. So they go in and they're just like, hey. They they skip over the taking over the radio or the TV station. It's just like you see them go again, and then it's like, all right, we're ten minutes to air. Well, they, like, no, they <laughs> talk to the dude at the front oh. desk who who is just like basically, you know, okay, we got the the affiliates on board or whatever. Sure. And Paul Sorvino's like, what are you playing now? And he turns up the, the radio dial, and it's a stuff commercial. He's like, you turn that shit off now. <laughs> My station, yeah. Yeah. Um, so then the PR lady starts writing copy. Mm-hmm. She's just like, time to write a speech. And then Michael Moriarty is sitting there criticizing her speech. He's like, you can't say this. You can't take blame for the. Come on. Well, he was more. She is like throwing herself on the sword. Basically, it's like you know, it's my fault. I helped you know it's promote this stuff. And he's like, just a weird diversion I, here. It, it is. <laughs> I not disagreeing. I'm just. I, what she is doing in a better written movie is kind of noble. And he's like, are you sure you want to, you know, sink mm-hmm. your whole career? Yeah. 
And then there's all weird, like, I thought you'd support me for a while. And it's weird because, like, the kid's yes. in the other room listening for some reason while he's <laughs> well, he knows, shuffling through real, real tapes and shit. He knows I, yeah. that that's his, his new his, dad. Yeah, his new, Mom his new family, yeah. Um, it's about this time that Garrett Morris rolls up mm-hmm. and bursts into the radio station. And he's just like, get back. Lethal weapons here. <laughs> My hands, I'll kill you. And everyone lets him through until, like, he gets to the room where they're, and they're like, hey, you're here. Cool. And... He's like, I got to be part of this radio broadcast because they stole my business and everyone needs to know. And then this is when Paul Sorvino comes into the room and it's like, uh oh, yeah. <laughs> time this was, this for was, racism. Yeah, I was going to say this is more of the clearly like, all right, yeah, he's obviously racist. Yeah. Yes. Again, uh, I, well, I'm yes. just saying like I never got the, I didn't catch the other lines. No. Nope. To know that like maybe that's the whole you know, it. mantra of the entire squad. It nope. could just been him, you know. Uh, yeah, so eventually he reluctantly backs down and allows Garrett Morris to continue to be. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, man, they just, they launch right into, okay, so they have one of the troops do, like, this intro, mm-hmm. which is, like, super professional radio man voice. It, it, it really is. Because, I mean, it should now. also be noted, like, everyone looks like a militia from middle Georgia. Yes, like, not clean-cut soldiers no, or anything. Like, just, they just hired yeah, like, you know, the, a Georgia militia. Yeah, like, man, I was rooting for Leonard Skinner, but I got the call that we were starting to... <laughs> right. We are making stuff. Starting to start <laughs> anti-stuff militia, and I'm in. Yeah, so that guy gives them the most professional introduction they've ever had. And then Paul Sorvino just goes nuts for, like, 40 seconds. He's just like, hey, listen, you know me. I'd never lie to you. Stuff. It's you eat it and it kills you. You need to not eat it, and you need to throw it away. And if you sell it, you need to burn it. And if if you distribute it, you need to stop it. And mm-hmm. then, <laughs> it's and, a slightly hinged uh, Alex Jones. Yes, it's it's, it kinda, it's it really sounds good. insane, yeah. but immediately oh, sure. the country is like, "Fuck yeah, let's destroy the stuff." Oh and, yeah, it's like a hard cut to like a stuffed billboard on fire yeah. and people like having bonfires. Yeah, like and, burning Beatles albums yeah. basically, but it's containers of stuff and all of us in the room went no uh, i'm sorry this is now the movie's not believable at all yeah <laughs> no one would stop they yeah. would be like yeah i'm gonna keep eating the stuff sentient <laughs> yogurt from the center of the earth that infects our brains all right i can buy it my choice <laughs> <laughs> i can buy it but my freedom i choose to eat the stuff yeah. but telling everyone in america what to do for their own safety and having them actually do it Nah. Eat shit. Yeah, fuck off, movie. Paul Sorvino, <laughs> you get off my radio. <laughs> totally a goof. Old thing's a big fucking yeah, goof. No, sorry. The stuff would have destroyed yeah. the entire planet. Uh, but yeah, no, it works. They uh, they, they burn the stuff. And uh, apparently everything's going to be fine, except that Michael Moriarty goes back to the douchebag businessman who runs the stuff company. Mm-hmm. And that guy's just like, hey, man, you came to give me my money back. And he's like, nope, spin it. <laughs> and then this other guy walks in. He's like, but maybe you came to give me my money back. Yeah. And it's like, and it's the ice cream dude yeah. that was supposedly trying to counter hire him. Yeah. He's like, oh, you guys are in this together, huh? Well, and they're like, yeah, we're not going to sell the stuff anymore. We're going to sell the taste, yeah. which is only 14% stuff. It's just enough to give the addictive qualities, but without like, you know, the brain takeover stuff yeah. of the stuff. So <laughs> Michael Moriarty is like. First of all, he pulls out a gun. He's like, sit down. And he's like, hey, kid, get in here. He pressed sex for Jason. Yeah. Jason comes in with a box of the stuff yeah. and he just stacks it up in front of them. And Michael Moriarty's like, eat it. And they're like, no. And he's like, you eat it or I'm going to shoot you. And they're like, not in front of that child. You're not. And he's like, look, this child's seen some shit. Yeah. <laughs> so he almost literally says that child has yeah. seen some shit. Because uh, we didn't. Okay. So like, <laughs> yeah. 
Garrett Morris in the radio station has taken the lady off to to be like, I've, I I know what's going on here. The stuff gets inside you and then it leaves. And then she's like, wait, what? And he's like, I'll show you. And then, because he's full of stuff and the stuff comes out of him and attacks her and they have to set the radio station on fire mm-hmm. <laughs> and pull the kid and the lady out of the thing. And so there's a whole scene where Garrett Morris turns into a puppet and, <laughs> and stuff goo comes out of him. Uh, and then he fractures into a pile of nothing. So anyway, that happened. Yeah. Um, but I mean, really, like once the message goes out, the movie's basically over other than the little coda of like, right. it's just let's this... go deal with the business people who yeah. are trying to make another evil thing. Yeah. It's like, all right, listen, you sick fucks. They make stuff too. The taste. The taste. It's yeah. only well, got 10% stuff. Well, in there it. are multiple ways that this carries on that this movie gives you because I don't really understand. Like they may, you know, they bring a big case of the stuff in and make these two, you know, dildos like eat it. And, um, <laughs> And it's like, I don't know what the end game is because, you know, they're like, ah, the cop, I hear the sirens like right on time. And it's, it's like, it's going to give them stuff. Powers. Well, yeah, I was like, <laughs> I was like, now you just created new two new stuffies. What's the end game? Yeah. Like, are you just going to wait till they get all hollow and yeah, are you punch going through to, their head? I mean, like, are you going to arrest them and take yeah. them to jail? Because the stuff will just come out of them and right. go somewhere else. Yeah, you're just giving the stuff a vehicle. Yeah. So maybe it's to make them addicted to the stuff so that when they when they get put in jail and the stuff comes out of them, they go crazy for mm, maybe stuff I don't sickness. I need some smokable versions of it so it could be like puffing stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you could be you could be Harlow, the retailer yes, of puffing puffin puffin stuff. stuff. Yeah. yeah. I could just work with human, human resources for puffing stuff. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be my new uh, my new Sid Marty Craft. <laughs> uh, anyway, that's it. I don't have any more. On yeah, that, on yeah, that yeah, line. yeah, yeah. You okay, Chuck? I'm are you fine. mad? At- no, yeah. I'm good. I was I was mad for a while, but okay. then Tra- it circled back la, around. La, 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 there it is. La. All right, thanks. <laughs> sure. Uh, yeah. No, this this stuff just kind of ends. Oh uh, uh, yeah, I mean, there's a there's a little another little coda because like they they make the the business dildos eat the stuff and then like there's then business it basically, dildos. because I mean, it's basically like then they show like it's become an illicit crime thing because there's guys like oh yeah driving up in, yes. a, in a nasty van with a case like yeah. you know doing van. the like oh it's legit oh, it's, and then it just ends. good stuff yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. Is, so now stuff is illegal and it's right. on the streets street stuff yeah so yeah that's that is how it is mm-hmm. and it smashes the credits yeah um yeah and then at the very end, you get a little cameo from uh, Brooke Adams. Yeah, in a which shower, is, which is weird because it's like <laughs> they list like the special celebrity cameos, including you know Clara Peller and Dave Pagoda and yeah. I think somebody else. But Brooke Adams was listed there. And I'm like, or oh, Lorraine Landon from uh, yeah. Maniac Cop right. and uh, other uh, the yeah, sh- Samurai Cop. Sh- <laughs> no, <laughs> we don't talk about and that. Samurai Cop too. No, 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 don't talk about that. Uh, but yes, I mean, there's a lot of like you know. I just like you see her name, and you know, I mean, I, there are certain there are a lot of people that won't know who the hell Brooke Adams is. But like, if you've seen Days of Heaven, you're like, I I know what Brooke Adams looks like. Where is she? <laughs> I didn't see her in this movie. She shows up at like this little thing. Like Brooke Adams looks like. Well, I, I mean, she's not she's not a super well known no. actress actor. No. She at the time, yes, yes, but she she's one of those people who just kind of like I'm gonna go away now. I'm, I've done what I need to do. Sure, um, she probably married someone super rich. Sure. She was, I remember that we looked that up for somebody. It was like, oh, you married a, like a billionaire. That's yeah. why we haven't heard from That's you. That's why you went away. Yeah. <laughs> Which is fine. Yeah. You want to do that? Yeah. That's the stuff. Stuff's yeah. over. Yeah. Over. Over and done. Yep. Uh, let's rate it. Oh, okay. And then get the hell out of here. Um, hmm. 
stuff. Let me think about my stuff. <laughs> I should have got my stuff together before it's rating time. I liked watching the stuff. Yeah? I had a good time watching the stuff. Mm-hmm. I give it about three jocks. Okay. About? Yeah. yeah. Approximately. You want to you firm that up? Nah. Okay. About three jocks. I'll put that on this sheet. <laughs> about three. Yeah. You got to put a little one, one of those little wiggly lines in front of it. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> A tilde Swinton? More more or less than three. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Less three. than or equal to or perhaps greater than. Three's good. Just write that all out. Um I agree with three. I give it three. Yeah. Um it's weird. We seem to have a high mind because I was just like, I'm probably in the three jocks range. Yeah. And then I was like, let me think about it for a second and then There's just weird stuff going yeah. on all the time. Yeah. Yes. And it's just it's, it's, every, a, every, it's a mess of a movie. Oh, for sure, it is a total mess of a movie. But, I, but every three and a half minutes, something entertainment happened, or yes. something entertaining happens. <laughs> yeah. something, something entertainment. entainment. <laughs> right, the logo just flies yeah. across the screen. That was the sequel to those like clip show movies from the seventies. <laughs> We're a marketing something company. entertainment. <laughs> Boats and hooks. Um, okay, so I think that. There's there's a lot of fascinating things going on in this movie, and I like the idea of it. I like how it just doesn't question its premise, and everyone is just like, "The stuff is taking people over. Let's we have to stop it." Uh, there's just not a lot of science bullshit in the way. It's just thing is tasty. Uh oh, it's bad. We got to stop. That's that's the entire plot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I don't like how choppy it is. Um, that seems to be a thing that the studio did. They thought that the original cut didn't flow. And so they started ripping stuff out of it. So mm. I think maybe I don't blame Larry Cohen for that. I think he probably made a more thought out movie that got cut up by Roger Corman's company. Sure. Um, the one technical thing that I don't like about this movie, and I can't necessarily really put my finger on why, but there are scenes where it feels like the camera is moving unnecessarily. Like there are shots that have been established. And then for some reason, the camera is still moving around and you're like, no, no, you've you've established this shot. Stop moving. <laughs> you've established like a two shot of these two people sitting in chairs. Right. And now the camera is like, I'm going to go over here. And it's like, there's no reason to go over there. What are you doing? <laughs> Stay. Well, there's also, there's also some real bad um, composite shots. Like uh, I call it the Mike TV shot, <laughs> you know, because it's like, <laughs> you know, yeah. where it's like, you know, it's supposed to be like a forced perspective shot or something. And it, it just looks awful. Like when the kid is in the tanker, he's clearly not actually in oh, a that's, tanker. That's like yeah. a super duper yeah. early green screen shot. Right. Um, yeah. I just mean, it's like, I call it the Mike TV shot. Cause it's like, Willy Wonka looks like a really good movie. And you get to that Mike TV sequence. It's like, Ooh, this tech was not ready yeah. yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, there's, there's, I mean, but you know, again, it's a low budget movie. I, I think like the shots where they do have, a massive amount of whatever this substance is chasing people the around. Stuff. It's, it's called the stuff. Chuck. I know, but I mean like the actual <laughs> substance that they yeah. were using that Larry created. <laughs> sometimes it's, it's like Larry. firefighting Larry, Larry Luden or Ludden or yeah. something, not Larry. Yeah. Cohen. Cause sometimes it's just miniature and they're obviously superimposed. Um, but in there some is shots, a lot of miniature stuff in this, like the, the foundry, whatever, when like, the refinery, yeah, blows when the up, refinery blows up, that's a, that's a pretty good miniature. It's a very good miniature, yeah. but it's a very good explosion. Yeah. Um, it's neat. I, I think this movie's neat. Um, I wish it was better, but I, I wouldn't change it. Yeah. It's, yeah, very, I mean, it's it, a product of its time. It's and a, I mean, honestly, I mean, I know we just, we just sort of poo pooed that no one knows who Brooke Adams is. I, it's, I'm just saying it's like, it's weird for like a movie like this to like, just, have random scenes with like Abe Vigoda and stuff, you know what yeah. I mean? Cause it's like, you're kind of bigger than this. <laughs> well, yeah, I just, I mean, you know, 
I it, it's strange that they talked as many people as they did into what is such an obviously like spoofy body snatchers kind of movie. You know, yeah. like it's yes, and and, and it's called paying bunch. them enough. Maybe I bet it's Roger Corman's. I, I think was, this yeah. was more maybe like favors. Yeah. Maybe it's like I'm next door. Right. Maybe maybe enough wasn't that yeah. much money. True. You know? I, 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 yeah. By the way, Brooke Adams still working. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. A well, lot. Just her. in like shows and things that no one watches. Great. <laughs> it's another one of those things where it's like either you have vanished off the face of the earth or you are on a show that I am totally not aware of. Okay. Well. Um, now I'm not saying that that uh, Monk is a show that no one's heard of, but she was on Monk five times playing five different characters. That's amazing. I, I feel like that's kind of sort of proving my original point for <laughs> not no being who she is. well, not being instantly recognizable. Do you think she just kept coming back in? Like, hi. I mean, okay, <laughs> they didn't remember she was on. Well, I just, I mean, you get Faye Dunaway. Oh, hey, you're you already know. in the HR system. Uh, we'll, we'll have you get Faye Dunaway or somebody. It's like you're not coming on to Monk and playing five different characters. You'd be like, that's fucking Faye Dunaway. Right. You know, like I saw you were in Bonnie and Clyde. Yeah. Shit. Like, yeah, she's got range. Okay. <laughs> I, I feel like Deborah Winger is that same type of like, she could just show up and be like, you're Deborah. I, really? Okay. Whatever. You're on the love boat now. So get in there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so anyway, that's the stuff. It's weirdly delightful. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Michael Moriarty. Yes. Thanks. Uh, so if you want to. Oh, right. Contact stuff. Yeah. Some... <laughs> I was like, what do we usually, what happens here? I went blank for a minute. If you want to scat at us. Um, Ooh, no, oh, yeah. No, no, now we're don't. talking. Please don't scat on us. 9105-JOCKS-BMF. 9105-56-9263. That's the Garfield hotline. The Banffcast phone. The Banffcat Garf hot. Um, don't Google that. That's a Dune name. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's also a Star Wars name. This is one of those oh, times okay. when they intersect. All right. Uh, if you want to email us, uh, bmf at bmfcast.com, uh, tell us about everything that you watched <laughs> <laughs> this weekend, this spooky weekend. <laughs> tell us about everything. <laughs> right. All, or tell us about everything. Yeah, I don't just, know. Were just... you recently on a train with any fiber bars and yeah. uh, driving a truck? Cross country, right? Right. Recently, get out of theater, and you got to tell us what you think of a movie right then. Yeah, yeah. Call whatever, us whatever you feel like it. Call us from the parking lot yeah. so we can hear cars driving by. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, uh, you can also go to the website bmfcast.com that has all of our, you know, all of our stuff and things. It has the stuff that we're made of, um, and also the most important thing uh, is to give us all of your money. Mm-hmm. And uh, the way you can do that is Patreon.com/slash/bmfcast. Uh, that's where we have a bunch of bonus, uh, bonus podcasts that you can get to for uh, the low, low price of money. Um, sometimes it's one dollar or three dollars or five dollars. Uh, if if you're a five dollar patron, well, congratulations! You just got a new podcast. It's called "We Have All the Time in the World," featuring me and my friend Jens. <laughs> Nobody else's friend. It's just my friend. That's I mean, true. I have a new friend. His name is Jens. <laughs> <laughs> He's only my friend. Yeah. He's an invisible <laughs> friend, apparently. You have seen Jens. Have I? Yes. I have personally been in the same room as I both of you. I don't know. I don't I think mean, that's true. I have a photo. Well. No, I don't think that's true either. I mean, Photoshop. Yes. I mean. Yeah. You would recognize from the pixels that it's not a Photoshop. Yeah. I, I, I've met. Well, no, actually, I was going to say I've met Jens more times than you, but that's not true anymore. Yeah, I think yeah, that's no, right. Yeah, they went off and they yeah, had I know, they've, they've had adventures now. Yeah. So, yeah. We just went to L.A. together. 
Well, you also came down here and went to you guys went to yeah you guys yeah, went to a symphony. show yeah. yeah I mean you guys are having secret dates and stuff I, it's yeah. not a secret I told people <laughs> I'm sure you told Jens <laughs> <laughs> pretty sure I told you guys too you <laughs> bum lord anyway <laughs> um uh, so my, yeah that was my, that was my best jealous voice I could, <laughs> could must pretty bet you probably told Jens Jens it's pretty good. <laughs> I believed you, bum lord. Um, anyway, Jens and I, my my friend, not yours, uh, do a podcast called We Have All the Time in the World. It's a uh, James Bond retrospective. Uh, as we all know, new Bond movie came out, so we were excited to talk about Bond movies. So we'll be doing the entire Eon Oove of, uh, <laughs> of James Bond movies, and you can listen to them if you are a patron. That helps us keep the lights on in the studio, so to speak. Pays for internet and and, you know cleaning the stuff out of us. out of the room out of us as well. yeah <laughs> get the stuff out of us it's what we do each and every week here on the Bathcast is we get our stuff out right <laughs> so we can start anew <laughs> anyway that's patreon.com slash bmfcast go there give us your money please thank you and uh thank you have a nice day yeah we'll be back again have good mush pitting drive through yeah. <laughs> uh yeah let's get out of here I, okay. think, I think we've done enough stuff. Yeah, more, less more, stuff. More stuff, less stuff. And yeah, hashtag no more stuff. Too much stuff. Yeah. All right. Uh, so I'm Harlow. I'm BJ. I'm Chuck. And for Mackie, this is Bamfcast Out. Cast Out.